You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Reckla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change hey the everyone, world. Hey everyone, it's your Superpower Kid, Neverly Reckla. I'm very excited for today's interview. We are talking about how to be a leader. Now, being a leader is really, really important because you can help others and you can you get to learn and you get to grow. Our guest today is super amazing and he knows what that's like. His name is Tyler Harris. Now, we met at Colby K's Meltdown in the Desert and he's one of my book sponsors for the book When Pigs Fly, The Parent's Guide to Inspire Your Young Entrepreneur. And I'm very, very excited to have him on today. So without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing awesome. And I just want to tell you, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here. It feels like that Meltdown in the Desert event was like two weeks ago. I can't does. believe it was like two years ago. Yeah. And uh, But man, when you were up there on stage talking, I was just absolutely blown away and uh, knew that I wanted to get involved in any way that I possibly could with the book. And I've been really looking forward to having our conversation on this podcast. Me too. And thank you so much for what you've done for me. My book is out and I'm really, really excited for it. So thank you for everything you've done to support me. Absolutely. It's an honor. And you have so many superpowers, but can you tell our guests, our people listening, what some of your superpowers are? You know, I think one of my superpowers that is probably pretty unique is my ability to operate at a high level in the face of uncertainty. Mm. You know, uncertainty can be paralyzing to a lot of people. And when you don't know what to do, you end up doing nothing. And I think if, as I look throughout my career and really look at the last five years and the upper uh, growth of my career as it's taken off, I really can look back to specific moments where things were extremely uncertain and my ability to just go out and put in the work, not knowing what would happen um, ultimately is what I believe got me to where I am today. And I think that that's a huge, huge encouragement to those that are out there and listening to this that, Hey, you know, if you don't know exactly how things are going to play out, if you don't know exactly the right way to do what you're supposed to do, just do something, uh, just Mm -hmm. work hard and good things will happen. So I think Mm -hmm. that's probably the, one of the biggest superpowers that I have. That's a really good superpower to have because some people it's scary to be uncertain and it's scary to not know what's going to happen or not be able to see, I call it like not being able to see the light in the dark tunnel. And it's really cool. And some people can are able to see it and not get afraid of it. Yeah. And you know, I think the, the biggest thing is action Mm -hmm. creates certainty. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in those uncertain situations where you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, the only way that that light is going to become clear, the only way you're going to you know, find that path to get on is through action. It's through doing something. And it's in that process of progress that ultimately you take that one step and the next step becomes a little bit clearer. You take the next step mm-hmm. and the next five steps become clear. And the next thing you know, you know, the path is completely laid out in front of you, but it's only by your willingness to, to do the work and not just sit and, 
and dwell on thinking about it and, and letting that fear really trap you. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's really important to have that. And it's really important to not let your fear take over because when it does, that's when the uncertainty starts happening even more. Absolutely. So how would you say, what would you say to someone who's maybe not really sure what a leader is or maybe not sure how they can be one? So the first thing I think that it's important to understand is that everyone is a leader. Mm-hmm. Because at the very, very basis, you are leading yourself. Mm-hmm. And if there's anyone around you, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be your neighbor, it could be someone in your class that you are leading in the primary way you're leading in those examples is leading by example. Like people are, mm-hmm. people are watching what you're doing. Uh, and the, the most immediate way to become a leader is by doing the right things. And other people around you are going to take notice. They're going to see you as a leader because when they observe your behavior, they can see that, hey, this person's making the right decisions. This person's doing good things. This person's trying really hard. Even if you're doing the wrong things, but you're trying really hard, people are going to take notice of that. And Mm -hmm. so for me, like my primary leadership trait is leading by example. And it just makes me uncomfortable to ask anybody to do something that I'm not either willing to do myself or I'm not currently doing myself. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people, they feel like they get to a point in probably business, but also in life that they're basing a lot of their leadership on past credibility, on things that they've done years ago. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's all about current credibility. Like, what are you doing today? And is that an example for those around you, those that are following you, uh, of what they need to be doing? And so, yeah, I think it's the realization that you are a leader, hands down, that it's not a question of if you are, it's that you 100% are a leader. And now that you know that, you have to start acting like one. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's some really good advice because I think everyone is a leader, but they just have to take the steps towards making it happen. Mm-hmm. And it can be scary for some people to be a leader because yeah. sometimes you don't want to lead people. Mm-hmm. But being able to look and see it, you're able to see the amazing gift that it is. So it's really cool when people don't get afraid about it. Yeah, because I think you know the fear comes from the responsibility that comes from being a leader. And I think it's really important for people not to look at that responsibility as a negative thing. Like it's not a burden of responsibility and it's honestly a privilege to be responsible, you know, to be in a position where other people are looking to you for answers or looking to you for guidance or looking to you at, as you know, how are they doing things to model their behavior after like that is an honor and a privilege to have that responsibility. And I think if we kind of, you know, change our perspective on how we look at it, then it's something actually to be really excited about and not scared of. Yeah, I agree. And it's really cool because everyone has a chance to be a leader and everybody is a leader. It's just the now don't be afraid of it and take action. Absolutely. 
So we do have to start wrapping up for the break. So do you have any kind of closing maybe words about being a leader kind of before we get into it? I think uh, what I would say to close out the subject of leadership is that leadership takes work Mm -hmm. and you have to constantly be improving yourself and working on yourself to really be able to make an impact on others. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to take responsibility for anybody else, you have to take responsibility of, with your own life. And that means you have to constantly be growing and constantly be learning and constantly be trying new things and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations so that other people can lead by your example, that you can have experience that you can share with them. And so you can always be moving forward and having progress. And that's ultimately progress is where happiness comes from. So to be a happy leader, like we don't all just want to be leaders. We want to be happy leaders. And mm-hmm. that happiness is going to go uh, come from the progress of continuing to grow and learn. That's really good advice. Thank you for that. Absolutely. We do have to take a quick break. So will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? So on all the social media platforms, it's at Tyler Jack Harris, or they can go to TylerJackHarris.com. Awesome. Definitely go check him out because Tyler is so, so amazing. We've been talking with Tyler Harris about how to be a leader. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Tyler Harris about how to be a leader. Now, before we get back into talking about being a leader, I want to do funny FaceTime. So <laughs> Hamlet Chichado Mace is going to join us. All right. All right. So we get to make our funniest faces in three seconds. You ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good funny faces. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tried so hard. <laughs> you know what? That's what it's all about. It's so fun doing funny FaceTime, and I love doing it with everyone. And also, I think it shows how much we will like work towards something if it's fun and if we enjoy it, which I think is really cool. I think that's very, very smart. (laughs) People take people take themselves too seriously. You got to laugh and smile and have a good time. They do. I agree. And also, I love having people on who are maybe more serious in business. Because I get them to do funny FaceTime. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. I bet, I bet it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I like doing <laughs> that. It's fun. <laughs> I had uh, Joe Polish on, and there's times where we were both off screen. 
and I would like run back into my room to like grab a wig or something. <laughs> and it was funny FaceTime throughout the entire That's um, awesome. show, which That's was fun. Awesome. <laughs> I had another guest. He came on and everyone was trying to top him. He, um, ah. It's Michael Neely and Joe Polish. Michael Neely came on and he, um, he got decked out because he's like an actor. Uh-huh. So he got decked out in a bunch of makeup, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's so cool talking about how you can, in my opinion, you're even more of a leader if you get out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. I think it's really cool. You have to do it. It's mandatory. Mm-hmm. And even if it's maybe not the funnest thing for you, it's still, it's still like powerful. Very and much. If you do it every once in a while, if you get out of your comfort zone, you you won't regret it later. Because of, I think, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one of my favorite quotes that I probably say more than any other quote is that if you seek discomfort, the world will deliver you pleasure. Mm. If you seek pleasure, the world will deliver you discomfort. Mm. And it is just, it's so true in every area of your life. The more you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, the more, that's where growth happens. And that's where the pleasure will come from. But if you just try to be comfortable and never break out of your comfort zone and just, you know, kind of tiptoe through life, you will experience pain. And uh, so all the growth, all the good stuff happens through discomfort. Yeah, I agree. And I think that something that is really cool is discomfort, is trying not to take it for granted. Because even though it makes you uncomfortable, like some of my most uncomfortable situations, I can look back and go, I grew probably the most from that. And being able to look back is really cool. Saying, you know what? I got out of my comfort zone there. So that means that I can do this thing. And that means I can do this, this, and this. Yep. And and even the moments of discomfort where you failed, you're going to look back on those moments as being some of the most growing and expanding times of your entire life. And it's, it's just going through those processes, but doing it on purpose, like purposely putting yourself in situations where it's uncomfortable uh, is only going to make you a better person in the long run. And, and, for you to know that at your age is incredible because there are people five times your age that don't understand that. And Mm -hmm. if they would have experienced more discomfort over the last 20, 30, 40 years, their lives would be radically, radically different and better. Yeah, I agree. And it's really cool that I'm able to see that. And it's really cool when other people are as well. For sure. And something else I would say is my parents do this for me because if I am, Here's an example, like, we, my dad took my sister and I to the, there's like this huge trampoline park, Mm -hmm. and it has a bunch of really cool things, and one of the things is called the Leap of Faith, so it's basically like a giant punching bag, and you have to climb up a ladder, Hmm. and get to the top, and then you have to jump, and you can set it like six feet back like one to six feet back and you have to jump and try to catch it. Hmm. And I was so terrified to do it, but (laughs) my dad and sister both asked me, well, are you going to regret it later if you don't do it? Mm -hmm. Yes. So do it. You're here now. So why don't you? Mm 
And that way, if you never come back, you didn't regret it. And that's something my parents always ask me is, if you're going to not do it, are you going to regret it later? And there's some things where, no, not. Like there's huge basically stand there like mm-hmm. bungee course at Burning Man, and so you had to climb up them, and then you had to like yes. it was like stairs pretty much, but it was giant rocks. And I got mine, and I went to do it, and then I decided no, I don't feel comfortable. And even though, um, it may be fun, I'm still. I'm not going to regret it later. And that's one of the things where I decided to stick in my comfort zone, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of cool because that way when you do go out of your comfort zone, you feel more powerful. Absolutely. And, and being able to be aware in that moment is important because not every area of discomfort is something you need to go after. Yeah, Um, certainly, but it's being more um, thoughtful about it. And making mm-hmm. sure that at the end of the day that you are putting yourself in uncomfortable positions because the the extreme of that is someone who never does. And you don't want to be someone that never gets uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it's, it's being more strategic and deciding like, hey, today I'm going to do something uncomfortable. Or mm-hmm. this week I'm going to do something uncomfortable. And doing it on your terms where you're actually like seeking out something. Like what could I do this week that would put me in yeah. an uncomfortable position knowing that I'm going to grow in the process yeah. uh, is super important. But just because you do it, like just because you do it on your intent does not give you excuse to not do it, mm-hmm. which is really important to know. Well, because the reality is life's going to give you discomfort. Mm-hmm. Regardless, you're going to face discomfort throughout the, your, your rest of your life. And that's, that's inevitable. Yeah. But for you to be on the discomfort that life hands you to be seeking discomfort on your own, that's what takes you to that next level. Like that's what makes you yeah. a, a leader. I mean, that's really what makes you the top, top, top 1% in the world is someone that would be willing to go above and beyond the discomfort that's already there and to seek more because they know they're going to grow even more through what life hands them, that they're going to grow on purpose and with purpose. And yeah. that's what, that's what makes it that much more special. Yeah, I agree. And I like what you said about do it on your own time because sometimes if like you feel like you're forced into it, like let's say, there's a giant roller coaster and you don't like roller coasters, but you're at Disneyland with your friends and your friend really wants to go on it. But then they say, I'm not going to go on it if you don't. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you have to, but then you do it and then you really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's being able to see, am I doing this more for myself or am I doing this to impress someone? Yeah, because I've been there too. Oh yeah, that's extremely important. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know that gets back to to peer pressure versus putting yourself in those positions. And the reality is, like you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you should never be making a decision, especially an uncomfortable position. But any position, you should never be making any decision based on 
you know, what are people going to think about me when I make this decision? Mm-hmm. What are they going to say about me? Like, if it's right for you, it's right for you. It's, it's wrong for you. It's wrong for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you have to, you know, rely on in those situations and, you know, not feel pressured to do anything yeah. that is, especially anything that's against your values. That's the big thing. Yeah. Um, that you never, ever, ever uh, let somebody else's opinions put you in a place where you're not supposed to be. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, what matters to you more? Going on the roller coaster and impressing your friends or staying off of it and feeling better? Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And so I think it's also really cool, like going back to what you said, is do it on your own time. And like something I do is, if I'm tired, but I can't go to sleep, I'll write down all the things I have to do the next day. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, I wrote it down. I'm going to do it. Yep. And it's, I don't go off of the schedule because that's the one I made. Yep. But then something, and that works for me most of the time. But then on occasional days, maybe something else comes up. Maybe I forgot, oh, I had in a meeting that day then everything gets switched around so i think that another part about being in discomfort is being able to let it kind of flow and being able to go with the flow because that's a part of discomfort Mm -hmm. it can be uncomfortable for some people to not have a strict schedule so i think that's a big part of it yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think a lot of people, um, again, they get paralyzed in those moments. And, mm-hmm. you know, when things happen that are uncertain, when these things happen that, you know, switch switch up the path that they were on in that moment, then they just freeze. Uh, but to be able to go with the flow, to be able to adjust quickly, I think is a huge leadership trait. Uh, being able to adjust to the circumstances, but again, being able to operate at a high level when things change uh, yeah. is super important. Because it's one thing just to, you know, hey, I had this big change in my schedule and you just kind of go through the motions and you just show up, but it's a whole nother thing when things change and, and something gets disrupted and you still show up with 100% effort, you're fully all in and you're giving it your best, even though it wasn't what you're expecting to be doing. You know, that's where people are watching you and they're like, man, she had this to do, but then this completely different thing happened, but she still was so energetic. She still had, you know, a hundred percent focus. You know, that's when other people are watching you going like, man, like that's, that's a leader. Yeah, I agree. And I have an example of, cause sometimes it happens during business conferences. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes maybe you're in a meeting and something doesn't go planned. And I think that's another big part of business is, staying in it and just kind of looking forward and not looking back. So I always use this as an example, but when I was speaking one time at this business conference, CEO space, which is where I started, I um, really got confused when I was, I was about to speak and my, friend was like introducing me and my microphone fell out of my pants Hmm. while he was introducing me and 
I, I, had, I had to stand there, and he didn't seem to catch on to the fact that it, <laughs> it, it, we had a situation. And, <laughs> and so he just kind of stopped, and he stared at me, and he was waiting for me to speak. So <laughs> I'm sitting there, my mom's trying to rebuckle it to my pants, and I go, hold on, um, we got technical difficulties. And this is one of the times where I kind of went with the flow, but then I had a little bit of trouble getting back on mm-hmm. to regular pace. And so then I let that moment just kind of take over my entire talk. So then I was so focused on, oh my goodness, I just embarrassed myself mm-hmm. that I couldn't see that I could just get over it like it happens it probably happens to most speakers Mm -hmm. so i couldn't get over that fact and so i wasn't able to just go with the flow and that's why it's really important to go with the flow especially in business and in life it's the uncomfortable situations will throw you up but then if you're able to just go with it it will give you huge success and it will reward you I agree. And and back to the the funny faces, you know, people take themselves way too seriously. And mm-hmm. the reality of that situation is, you know, if you had the best speaker on the planet get up on stage and if, you know, their microphone fell or they tripped or something happened, it honestly makes you more endearing to the crowd. You know, the crowd is honestly more interested in what you have to say given the fact that something funny or something, you know, wrong just happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it, it is very difficult in that situation to, you know, take a deep breath, gather your thoughts and keep plowing forward and staying on point. It kind of rattles you a little bit, but, you know, that's only, that's something that only comes with doing it. And again, putting yourself in those uncomfortable positions over and over to where a couple of years from now, you're like, there's nothing that could happen. There could be a spaceship that lands on the middle of the stage while I'm talking and I'm going to continue and, and hit all my key points and there's going to be a standing ovation and you know nothing will, yeah. will rattle you. Um, you know, yeah. It comes with that experience. But unless you get out there and do it, not knowing if bad things are going to happen, not knowing if mistakes are going to happen, then you'll never get there. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that would experience what you experience would never stand on a stage ever again. And so that when you talk about being a leader, like those are those key things um, that make someone a leader, like, you know, someone that would go through that and then say, Hey, when can I speak again? That's a leader, right? Yeah, I agree. And now I look back on that and go, Oh, I can do anything now. Like I, I'll speak. I'll mess up. It's fine. And something that, I talk about that story a lot mm-hmm. and I, I share it because that's one of the moments that now what? It's pretty funny when you think of it because <laughs> it's a small little blip yeah. in my life. But in that moment, it felt like the hugest deal. Mm-hmm. I felt like, Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I let that take over my speak, my chance to speak yeah. or but that's the thing now. I've spoken on that stage multiple times again. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep on doing it. Yep. And it's now 
I've even more stories that I can laugh at Absolutely. and look back on. Like Michael E. Gerber was in in the audience of my last talk, and I and I messed up. I said the same thing over again because I was so caught up in it. <laughs> I was in. He didn't have a script. I was just kind of talking, but then, but I had my key points, and I said my key point over again because I was so excited about my talk. Yeah, and that's one of my other funny moments. But it, I like sharing them because it gets me to now I can look back on this and go, oh, but that means that if I can go through that, I can go through this. Exactly. And I think it's kind of fun to kind of look at the moments where maybe you weren't perfect. Like you didn't necessarily go with the flow. And I think sharing them is kind of what makes people like some of the best leaders is like the speakers. Like you said, the ones who can fall on stage or trip over something or maybe forget something or completely skip over something else. And those are the people who I look up to because they're able to still go with it. And I like the people who they mess up. So let's say that like someone maybe stutters this, like I do this, let's say they stutter, but then they're able to laugh at themselves and keep on going. Mm-hmm. I like the people who make it real. Yep. And that's, yeah. and that's, I mean, vulnerability. I mean, it's a big buzzword these days and a lot of people are talking about it, but I mean, it is, it's, it's the ultimate strength. Um, you know, being able to share stories of failure and stories of pain and stories of embarrassment, you know, that's where people get to really feel like they're you know really getting to know the real you because mm-hmm. Everybody knows that everybody has stuff that's happened. Everyone's made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been embarrassed. Everyone's done the wrong thing. But the ones that are talking about it are the ones that are ultimately going to rise to the top because they're the real ones. And the ones that are yeah. just, you know, kind of faking it or pretending like everything's always perfect, you know, that's there's no there's no exit strategy there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't live that, you can't portray that life forever. And so the mm-hmm. ones that are open, open and upfront about it, those are the ones you want it. You, those are the ones you cheer for. And those are the ones that you root for. Yeah. And, um, you know, passion is so important, especially when you're speaking, you can say the wrong thing with the right passion and convey exactly what you want to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell from hearing you speak at meltdown in the desert, like you could instantly feel that you had a passion for what you were talking about. And it didn't necessarily matter the specific words you used or, or, you know, mm-hmm. if you forgot a point or said a point twice, like people can feel the emotion uh, and the passion behind what you're saying. And that's what's most important because that's a hard, way harder thing to teach and learn. Uh, and that's something that just comes from doing what you're supposed to be doing. I agree. And it's really important that people are able to do that. I also say that there's some people out there who, if they do mess up, they'll pretend that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. They'll just kind of brush over like, it's fine. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And then go on to pretend that everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. But then there's some people who sit there 
They take a deep breath and they laugh at themselves and they keep on going. Those are the people who make it really real. And like the people who have trouble like being vulnerable on stage. I remember my parents and I were in the car one time. We were planning out my talk and we were in the car traveling to the event and we were planning my talk and we decided I was going to do something I had never done. I was speaking without a script. I was just had key points, and those were the things I went off of. And I have the same time limit as everybody else, but I just, I didn't have a script, and that was really scary for me. And they invited me to maybe be more open and be more vulnerable and have an actual conversation with people mm-hmm. instead of just talking at people. And I got so scared because being vulnerable isn't always easy. But then there's such a huge reward for those people who are able to do that and who are able to see the power in it. And just so you know, it was really scary for you, but it's really scary for me too. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I have to give a speech and all I have is a couple of keynotes, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary for everyone. And that's what separates leaders is because when it's scary, they still get out there and, and they do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a lot to be, I mean, it's, that's an incredible thing for you to be able to do an incredible thing for, you know, your parents to be able to, you know, instill in you the willingness to try, you mm-hmm. know, like what's the worst that's going to happen. You're going to get up there and, you know, forget what to say. That's fine. You know, we just keep moving and keep talking and, 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 you know, your preparation for that talk, I'm sure what you were talking about was something that you were super passionate about. And yeah. you could talk to a friend about it for hours. And so it wasn't that you, you know, were going to freeze and not have anything to talk about. It was just making sure that you got all the key points in that concise period of time that you had to speak. But mm-hmm. for you to talk about something that you're passionate about, I mean, that's fun to do. Um, and, and a lot of times when you get less scripted and you mm-hmm. get less structured with what you're speaking on, that's when your real personality comes out. That's where you're able to kind of, you know, feed off of what the audience's feedback is, you know, if they're nodding their heads or they're in agreement on certain things, going a little deeper in that area. And you can be a little bit more um, flexible with, you know, kind of the mm-hmm. going away from such a structured script. Like I got these points that I have to say, if you're just out there having a conversation, man, it's, it's so much more real and authentic. It's so much more fun too. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. That's, I did a Q&A after that talk, and I it was really fun. I was able to connect with people, and I had these flying pigs. So anytime someone asked a question, I <laughs> got a flying pig. That's awesome. And so it was really cool because it shows that you're able to connect with people so easy. Yep. It's so easy to connect. It's just now how do you open it up, and how do you start the conversation? And I think that's a, that's a really interesting point that you just made. You know, you said it's so easy, you know, when, you know, I'm, I'm, I can imagine somebody listening to this, that's trying to figure out what their superpower is. And that right there is the answer. Like it's Mm -hmm. so easy to connect for you because you have that ability and you have that superpower. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not so easy to connect for everybody. 
And so when you're trying to figure out what those superpowers are that you have, that's one of the easiest ways to do it is, is what are the things that are easy for me that seem to be more difficult for other people? You know, what are the things that I can do, you know, really quickly that take other people a long time to do? Or what are the things that I do that I can just lose myself in? And next thing I know, it's been six hours later and it felt like 10 minutes. Like those are the things that are important to you and that are, you know, your gifts and talents and abilities. Um, and everyone's are different. And so mm-hmm. you know, that's certainly one of yours for sure. Yeah, I agree. And it's being able to find that conversations, being able to connect, which is really important. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to share this and then we need to start wrapping up. A, one of my quote-unquote fears is speaking in front of small groups. Hmm. My best co- talks are the ones in front of the biggest groups hmm. where I can't see people's faces. And I don't that's the thing, though, is when I'm in my comfort zone, I'm not able to connect with everyone because not everyone has, can ask a question. There's not time for it to happen. And it, and my DECA com- conference talk it was so, so amazing that I felt connected. But I wasn't able to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it was only if I went and talked to people after. Yeah. But with smaller groups where I'm most uncomfortable, I can see people's faces. I see my friends' faces. If I mess up, you know, it's more real and it's more kind of up close and personal is Mm -hmm. how I would say it. And it's, it's scary for me, but it's so much more fun because you're able to connect with people and you're able to talk with people. So some of my advice to people is if you're interested in speaking and you're interested in doing all that, I'd say find for like your first talk, do what you would say makes you more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because, or do what makes you the most uncomfortable because then you can look back and go, you know what? My first talk was awesome. And it, maybe it wasn't perfect, but I did it anyways, even though I was uncomfortable. Yep. And so ignore my advice about doing something you're comfortable about. <laughs> Do something you're uncomfortable with because then you get to look back and go, I did that. Yeah. And I, I I was scared, but I did it anyways. Absolutely. And I would say with speaking, it's all going to be uncomfortable when you're get, <laughs> when you're first getting getting started. So the key mm-hmm. is just if it's something that you think might be, you know, something that you want to do, especially you want something you want to do long term, you just got to do it. You got to find mm-hmm. every opportunity you possibly can. It doesn't matter if it's two people, 10 people, 200 people, you know, whether someone's paying you money, whether someone's giving you something in return, whether you're volunteering, whether you're you know, whatever you got to do, you just got to seek out as many possible opportunities for you to be able to speak because only in the process of speaking, are you going to become a better speaker? Mm-hmm. You can't, you cannot learn it without doing it. Yeah. Um, and it's the only way you're going to get more comfortable in doing it. And so, you know, 
for you, big crowds, you know, there's a lot of adrenaline, you know, that mm-hmm. happens with that, which is exciting. And that can lead into the passion that comes out. Uh, but the smaller crowds, you know, you just have to f- focus that energy in a different way. Being able to connect, like you said, on a more real, you know, tangible level with people, you know, being able to call them by name and being able to look them in the eye. And, and there's a lot of things that can get that same type of adrenaline and energy flowing for you. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's all uncomfortable yeah. until it's not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it may take a while for it to yep. not be that, but exactly. it's super fun. So find whatever you like doing and start doing it. 100%. And also, my challenge this my I'm going to make it a weekly challenge is for the week, you have to find at least three things that make you uncomfortable and go do them. Whether it be a physical activity, talking to someone, because sometimes talking to people is scary. Mm-hmm. Helping someone. Um, what's another idea? Um, you could try to get rejected. So like try to do something where someone tells you no. Yeah. Um, you could, you know, wear something crazy that makes you look kind of silly. That's you a good one. Could, Dye uh, your hair. Yeah, you could dye your hair. I love I'm, doing that though. I'm not promoting any. I'm not promoting any anybody to dye their hair. I don't want to get blamed for that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just anything like it's like literally like when you're in a situation that you can start to feel a little bit uncomfortable, it's just choosing in that moment again, if it's the right thing to do and if it's based on your values um, that, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm nervous right now, but that nervousness is my symptom or my, um, um, my body telling me like, Hey, this is something uncomfortable. You should probably go do it. Yeah. And just, and just taking charge of that moment. I agree. And or here's an idea. Take come up with three things on the spot right now that you're going to do. That isn't super, super crazy that no one can get hurt, but that that's kind of a part of life. Mm -hmm. Do. And maybe have them three different categories. Mm -hmm. Like one's a physical activity one's a weird clothing item, one's maybe getting rejected, like you said, and get sticky notes, like poster notes, and write down in bold letters what those things are and stick it in your room, stick it in your office, stick it on your bathroom mirror. Mm -hmm. I do that sometimes if if I don't feel well, I write affirmations and I stick them on the bathroom mirror. So do that, and then you'll have to do it. Because it's going to be bugging you until you take it down. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, is make a rule for yourself so you don't take it down unless you've done it. Yep. And that will make it really, really awesome. And you'll feel so proud of yourself. And maybe tell people about it. Post it on your social medias. Talk to people about it because it's so awesome if you do something that makes you uncomfortable. And it makes you feel so powerful and like a superhero. So do it. Absolutely. I could not agree more. (laughs) So we do have to wrap up. So do you have any last advice for our listeners about being a leader or getting outside of your comfort zone? Um, You know, I would just tell people that, you know, when, when you think of the idea of, you know, how do I become a leader or how to become a better leader or, or one day, like how will I be seen as, you know, this great leader 
or when you're looking at the idea of, you know, getting uncomfortable and embracing discomfort, you know, a lot of these things you can think about, you can talk about forever. But unless you go out and start doing something, you're never going to get closer and you're never going to have that progress. And I'm convinced that happiness comes from progress. That for you to be able to lay your head on your bed at night and look back at your day and feel proud of what you did because there was progress. And the reality is, all progress is progress. Slow progress is progress. Like, It doesn't have to be you make some huge decision or you go speak on a stage with 500 people. It can be something so small, but it's moving you in the right direction towards that thing that you ultimately want, that just doing something, just doing something today that's moving you towards what you want, what you want to be, who you want to be, where you want to be, all of that. Just do something. Yeah, I agree. That's really good advice. Do something and you won't regret it. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be a super big deal. But in my opinion, as long as it's a big deal to you, it, mm. it matters. Absolutely. So go do something and make, make someone's day, make your day. Do something powerful. And in my opinion, you'll never regret, regret it later. I so. Agree. That's some good advice. Thank you so much for coming on. I've loved talking with you today. Can you remind our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? So at Tyler Jack Harris on everything, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, or they can go to my website, which is tylerjackharris.com. Awesome. Again, definitely go check him out because Tyler, you are so, so amazing and you've done so much for me. So thank you again for coming on. We've been talking with Tyler Harris about how to be a leader. Thank you again. And remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world through being a leader. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Today.